The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio 680 WPTF and 98.5 FM. This is the Turning Your Life Around podcast, presented by 180 Counseling, hosted by founder Sarah Coates, a licensed clinical mental health counselor. In this podcast, Sarah and her team of therapists will dive deep into many topics on mental health care. Here's your host, Sarah Coates. Hello and welcome to the Turning Your Life Around podcast. I'm joined today by my colleague, Jonathan Beeler, a licensed clinical mental health counselor. Hi, Jonathan. Hey, Sarah. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. Jonathan works out of our Raleigh office. And so as we're talking today, you think you might want to continue the conversation with Jonathan or schedule with him, you're welcome to reach out to us in the Raleigh office. So tell us a little bit, how did you get into the field of mental health counseling? Well, Sarah, I actually pastored for about 15 years. During this time, actually, the majority of the church I pastored, the members were uh, Marines. And I saw a great need for counseling there with them individually as well as families. And as a pastor, I, you know, I love the Word of God, and, and I integrate that a lot with my clients when expressed that they want that. It's very, I felt there was a great need. There's a lot of hurting people, not just with the Marines and, and with the military, but all around us, especially now. And so from there, I went on and, and got my master's in professional counseling from Grand Canyon University. And so I'm working on a PhD, actually, in psychology. Hopefully, I'll have that in March. Wonderful. Soon to be Dr. Jonathan Beeler. (laughs) Yeah, it's been hard, but it's been good. Thank you. So I know one of your specialty areas is the treatment of anxiety, and that's what we're talking about today. I always think that anxiety is something everyone has. We do. I don't think all anxiety is bad. In fact, anxiety keeps us a little bit of anxiety, keeps us from walking out in the street in front of a car. It alerts us to when things aren't maybe right. Um, So some anxiety is good, but overall, what would you say is anxiety? How would you define it? Anxiety is a mechanism that I believe that we were created with in order to protect us from trauma. Like you mentioned rightly that there, you know, anxiety is not necessarily all bad. As a matter of fact, I think originally it was for something good, that it, it helps us be sharp if we have a test that we're studying for. It helps us be more cognizant about being proactive on, on knowing our, our jobs, our classes that we're studying. It also protects us from harm. So anxiety is not all bad. What happens is with anxiety, would you rather, Sarah, have an alarm, a smoke alarm that never goes off or a smoke alarm that goes off when you burn toast? Good question. Yeah, I would probably rather have one that never goes off. But no, I really need one that goes off when it's important to go off. Because Not every time I'm cooking toast. Correct. So, you know, it gets on your nerves, but when it comes down to it for the protection of your family, you would rather have one going off. Yeah. Uh, It may get on your nerves and you don't want it to do that, but you would rather have that than never because if there's a real fire, you want to protect your family. Well, it's the same thing with anxiety. Anxiety is an alarm given to us. If we are walking on a trail and we run into a bear, we become very anxious, rightly so. We get adrenaline surges. We are able to see more clearly. We, our muscles become stronger. Our heart beats faster. We can, and we're very uh, hypervigilant. And so anxiety was really originally given to us as a mechanism to protect ourselves. However, many of us, just like that smoke alarm, have it that goes off when it's really not necessarily. And it's more of a pest 
than anything else. I know I often when working with my own clients with anxiety, they come in saying they want to get rid of their anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so exactly what you're saying, we don't necessarily need to get rid of it. Our goal isn't to eliminate it. It's more about managing it so it's effective when necessary. Correct. Absolutely. You know, some of the, the effects of anxiety when it's used in a negative way is when it's out of control is it can be crippling. You have people that literally, some of them are agoraphobic, can't even leave their home, heart palpitation, chest tightness, chest pain, dizziness, depersonalization. You can name it because we have serotonin, we have dopamine, all these cortisol hormones in our body that go haywire and it affects a person physiologically, emotionally in every area of their life. And it can be very hard, especially now, I believe, especially with COVID and all the other things going on. We've seen across the practice, Mm -hmm. across other mental health clinicians that I know outside of our practice, Mm -hmm. we've all seen a major uptick in referrals Mm -hmm. for clients seeking out Mm -hmm. therapy specifically due to anxiety. And a lot of them have the symptoms you're mentioning earlier, Mm -hmm. dizziness, headaches, Mm -hmm. stomach pain, neck pain, Mm -hmm. you know, all these psychosomatic symptoms that alert us to hey, maybe our anxiety is out of control. Mm -hmm. And so we're definitely seeing a lot of increase in people reaching out for therapy because of anxiety. And so you mentioned COVID. What are some things you're seeing in your practice with clients Mm -hmm. around COVID anxiety? Well, I I think that's huge. Number one, I think, as we talked to prior, 9-11 was horrible. I remember exactly where I was. But I think that COVID has been even worse. And the reason why I think it was worse is 9-11 was more isolated. Yeah. And 9-11 was focused on certain people. This here is going on and on and on. It's almost a year. And it's invisible. Mm. It's more personal. It affects us. We're going around shopping in the supermarket and everyone's wearing a mask. That's kind of scary. Well, it's different, right? It's, it's, it's definitely something different. unknown. Change. And so one of the things that drives anxiety is the unknowns, the Mm -hmm. uncertainty of what's to come. And Mm -hmm. this seems to just continue on and on and prolong. And of course, I mean, I think the thing I want to impress upon people is it's normal. Mm -hmm. It's a normal response to what's happening. Your anxiety increasing. You're human. This Mm -hmm. is normal. This is not an abnormal response. Precisely. Our mechanism of anxiety is kicked on because this is a normal. But we've found that we're not lacking in mental health. And I really think the true trauma we won't see till after this is over, and we don't know when that will be. Well, and you mentioned trauma. Certainly, anxiety is a symptom of trauma. It is. Unfortunately, the anxiety we feel as a society is not subsiding and may not subside for some time. So that's maybe the bad news. The bad news, yeah. And, and I think things to look out for is in your family members and what have you, and yourself is number one, the person is, is not sleeping well. Sleep is very important. I think there's a physiological, emotional, spiritual aspect. Sleep is very important. Number two, uh, they're watching a lot of negative. The news has been very helpful in letting us know about COVID and the risk and what have you. And, and I applaud them for that. At the same time, they've been very hurtful. Yeah. I don't think it's intentional, but I think that a lot of people, negative news sells. Negative things sell, unfortunately. Shouldn't, but it does. And so people are inundated with watching the news or social media. And, and, and I think you'll find in a lot of these people, they're watching a lot of the news. They're on social media and they're looking at the negative stuff and it's really affecting people's psyche. It makes me think of um, something I was talking 
talking about mm-hmm. earlier, which is mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I know that mindfulness is a treatment for anxiety yes. and really zeroing in on what's happening right now, minute mm-hmm. by minute, focusing on your thoughts that are happening right now, mm-hmm. not living in the then and their mm-hmm. thinking, but focusing on right now. So mindfulness is certainly a treatment of anxiety. What would you say are some other treatments for individuals that are experiencing increased anxiety right now? Number one, we need to be grateful for the things we have. When we're going through pain, it's very easy, or trauma, especially in the world that we're living in, we need to look at what's positive. I don't want to be false positive, uh, but I do want to, we have a lot of blessings still. Most of us have a house with heat and air and food, family that loves us. We need to be very proactive and and cognizant of recognizing that. I think a gratitude journal is very helpful. When we write in a gratitude journal, you're you're writing things you're appreciative for, and, and you're also using another side of your brain, so you're using several parts of your brain and you're really able to process your feelings and apply that positive aspects to your psyche. Gratitude is certainly a mindfulness practice. It is. And it makes you focus on Mm -hmm. the good instead of dwelling on all the The negatives. So I love that gratitude journal. That's a great Mm -hmm. suggestion. And then you just were talking about different sides of your brain and Mm -hmm. I know you might be even relating it to thoughts. Cognitive Mm -hmm. behavioral therapy is certainly a treatment for anxiety. Absolutely. I think cognitive behavioral, uh, positive psychology is very practical. I think positive self-talk. A lot of us have negative self-talk. <clears throat> and I'm not saying us to be false positive. Uh, you know, you're sick and you say, yeah, I'm happy I'm sick. And there are people that do that. But I do think there's things we can find positive. Mm-hmm. And we can look at the positive and be more positive about our life and who we are as individuals. It makes me think of some of the cognitive distortions mm-hmm. that we talk about in cognitive behavioral therapy or yeah. CBT as it's mm-hmm. called. A lot of times is we magnify the negatives and minimize the positives. We do. And therefore, we end up focusing on all the negatives that are. Mm. And there's a lot of negative happening right now. Oh, yeah, there really is. And so it's easy to miss the positives. Part of positive psychology and CBT and gratitude and mindfulness is just zeroing in on what is good that's happening. We also have to bring back, a lot of people have died from this, and a lot of people have been sick, and it's horrible. And one person uh, sick or one person that's died is one too many. But I also think for the individual that is healthy and, and the individual that's having severe anxiety, it is very serious, but I think for the healthy individual, we don't have to be isolating ourselves to the point of uh, destroying our mental health. A little bit of what you're saying is some reality therapy. Let's look at the facts, look at the evidence, Precisely. to help manage our anxiety. Precisely. That's helpful. And also another, can you tell I'm a CBT therapist, another cognitive reframe mm. is catastrophizing, you know, not mm-hmm. blowing things out of proportion, but looking at the actual factual evidence mm-hmm. and managing your anxiety from there. You're exactly right. I think that's really good. Taking one day at a time. Yeah. You know, I think that is important. Not being so hard on ourselves. We're allowed to leave our house for a little bit. But I, I think that most people, if you're healthy and you don't have uh, any other conditions that that are going to take you out of here, I think you should get out. Even we, we work a lot at home, but I think a couple of days a week, it's good for us to come to the office because of that very fact. Well, and so I know what you're talking about. Some in my own circles mm-hmm. have shared their lack of movement and how mm-hmm. they've really tried to shelter in place and mm-hmm. to stay safe 
during this whole time, and so now 10 months of that, and their mental health is suffering greater than those Mm -hmm. people I am friends with who Mm -hmm. follow safety protocols, but they do go out, meaning Mm -hmm. they go to the grocery store, they might go here or there. Their mental health seems to be a little less suffering Mm -hmm. than those who have isolated. So certainly I think the isolation factor is huge in creating more anxiety. Uh, Suicides have gone up. Absolutely. And, And I think that is a horrible thing that we're not created to be isolationist. We're social beings. And I think we need those social relationships, lack of touch, lack of interpersonal connecting, I think is really affecting the individual psyche. I believe forever, we are hardwired for connection. We and are. when you take the connection piece away, it creates mental health havoc. Absolutely. And, and I, I think we need those. And our society has kind of conditioned us with that. I think we've got to be creative. Creative with relationships with our family, our friends, and creative with our relationships with work. I think we can get through this. I believe that. You're CBT, but my big thing is positive psychology. I yeah. like the faith-based aspects because I also think that we must keep the faith. Faith is huge when it comes to trauma. I believe that things that happen to us aren't by accident. And so when we look at, I want to take a transition, when we look at the, in Matthew 14, it talks about Jesus going and praying alone. He sends his disciples into a boat to get into a boat to go to the other side. Well, they get into the other side and they're, they're on their boat in, on the Sea of Galilee and a huge storm comes. They were really scared. Their boats weren't made like ours today. And the water was coming in, the winds were blowing. And all of a sudden they see what they thought was a ghost. Then they say, it's Jesus walking on water. And uh, Peter, one of the bravest of the bunch, comes out of the boat and he begins to walk on water as long as he's looking at Jesus. But all of a sudden, when he takes his eyes off, he begins to drown. And he yells out, Jesus, save me. He puts his hand up and Jesus took his hand after he said, Jesus, save me, and got him back in the boat and said they went to the other side and they worshiped him. So I think we need faith. You know, we all have storms in our life, just like the disciples. Some of our storms is COVID. Some of our storms is marriage. Some of our storms is anxiety, panic. Some of our storms is uh, maybe a, a job situation, but we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. Hold on to the faith. I like that message of hope that you just shared because yeah. so many people feel hopeless right now, they which do. then hopelessness drives more anxiety. Yep. And whether it's faith in Jesus, mm-hmm. a lot of people have faith in other things, but I they think do. everybody has some level of faith in Mm, something and when they lean into that faith they're able Mm -hmm. to maybe weather the storm a little better than leaning into hopelessness yeah i mean that's exactly right we believe that chair can hold us up and we sit in it that's an act of faith we believe when we're an airplane that that plane's going to get us to where we need to go and we're not going to fall hopefully yeah but that's faith and faith is important i don't know how we can do it without it well thank you so much for this this is really helpful for the audience to recognize that anxiety is normal it is some anxiety is good yes excessive anxiety can be detrimental and there's treatment and hope Mm -hmm. um, to get through it so if you're listening today and you want to continue this conversation with Jonathan or any one of the number of therapists at 180 Counseling. We have 62 of them and everyone does treat anxiety because anxiety is such a typical mental health concern. So feel free to reach out to us at 1-80counseling.com. You've been listening to the Turning Your Life Around podcast presented by 180 Counseling with five triangle locations to serve you. Learn more at 1-80counseling.com. 
This has been an exclusive presentation of News Radio 680 WPTF and 98.5 FM, a Curtis Media Group station.